Hello everyone, my name is Jonathan Hewitt and welcome to the Conservative Voice Show, your place for honest, controversial, and the hottest in political conversations. Hey fellow patriots, so we got some major things to go over today and then I want to talk to you about a problem that I'm seeing gaining major traction in America that is going to set us down a path of just ridiculousness that we probably won't ever be able to come back from. So stick around for that. We also have the Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell blocking a quick vote request by Senator Bernie Sanders. Trump was announced as the most admired man in the world. And Nikki Haley takes on the woke culture. All of this and so much more in today's show. All right, so for all the viewers out there, I want to pause right here and pose this question to you before we start. And I want you to think about this question as you watch today's show, all right? And then let me know down in the comments or in my social media or wherever you follow me at, just let me know what you think, okay? So the question is, what effects will the $2,000 stimulus have on America if it's passed? And do you think that it will impact the future of like lawmaking in regards to social safety nets. Like I said, keep that in the mind as we talk about all this today. And then either at the end, down in, if you watch me on Apple Podcasts, wherever you watch me at and listen to me, let me know down in the comments, guys. And if you have any questions, as always, shoot me a DM and I'll get back to you guys as soon as I can, all right? All right, so let's start off with something that not a single damn Democrat, hell, I don't even think a single damn Republican, saw coming right and this might be one of my favorite things that i have ever talked about like literally probably one of my favorite things that i've ever talked about mainly because it's just funny it's just funny and how it's a slap in the face of like woke democrats and just the establishment inside dc so hold on guys if y'all didn't know trump is the most admired man in the world uh, in 2020. Who would have thought right after all the shit they give him all the time? So, in a report from Politico, written by Kelly Hoop, dude, I can't even laugh. Like, or I can't even, like, talk about this. It's so funny. Like, I just keep laughing thinking about it. Alright. President Donald Trump has come out on top as America's, <laughs> as America's, Americans' most admired man for 2020, according to Gallup's annual survey, ending former President Barack Obama's 12-year run with the title. This year's poll results mark the first time Trump has won Most Admired Man on his own after last year tying with Obama for the title. Former First Lady Michelle Obama still ranks as the most admired woman in 2020, earning the title for the third year in a row, with Vice President-elect Kamala Harris in second place. 18% of the U.S. adults surveyed named Trump when asked which man living anywhere in the world they admired most, while 15% named Obama president. Obama, President-elect Joe Biden, was in third. The results of the poll, conducted December 1st through 17th, were heavily split along party lines, with 48% of, Repu- 48% of Republicans naming Trump and 32% of Democrats opting for Obama as their choice. Biden was also a popular choice for the Democrats, earning 13% of their responses. All right. So, the fact that the Biden took third... But somehow the president-elect also makes me laugh, right? 
Like, you got this freaking, like, basement dweller somehow just scratching up 13% of the vote somehow. I, I don't know. I, 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 I don't even know. But it's things like this where Trump not only beat Biden, but also beat an icon on the left. The fact that he won more votes than any incumbent president in history. The fact that he won more minority votes than any Republican in recent history. The fact that in a poll right before the election, 54% of Americans said they were better off now than they were four years ago, despite COVID, all whilst Biden stayed hiding in his basement. These are the reasons why so many Republicans have an issue with the election. Why so many, so many believe that it was fraudulent. Because by every metric besides the numbers presented at the polls, Trump was winning the election by a landslide. Couple that feeling with the claims of voter fraud. We can quickly voter fraud. We can quickly see how Republicans and Trump supporters believe that the election was rigged. Because there are just some some things like right now with all the available evidence that are just unexplainable. But nonetheless, congratulations to the president for being admired. Maybe one day a picture of me will be admired for like my good looks or something. Well, maybe. Probably not. Because I'll probably go bald before then. But we can all hope. Anyway, guys. So, on to some news that I'm sure everyone has heard of. But if not, Mitch McConnell has blocked the quick vote request from Chuck Schumer and Bernie Sanders. So, rewind real quick. I covered it in um, yesterday's video. The House passed a $2,000, a, a bill to increase the stimulus to $2,000. Well, today it went to the Senate where Mitch McConnell blocked a request to have a quick vote on it. So, in a report from Fox News written by Tyler Olson, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said Tuesday that the Senate will address President Trump's request to increase stimulus checks sent to Americans to $2,000, but did not com commit to pushing the issue as he blocked attempts by Senator Bernie Sanders and Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer to put the House bill on $2,000 stimulus, $2, stimulus checks up for quick consideration, right? Which is, well, I think it's a good idea. I'll just be all right with you guys, okay? I'm just going to be straight with you guys. I agree with Mitch's decision for that. All right. Here's the reason why. All right. We're going to talk about something right here that not a lot of people are talking about. If you go on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, the news, anywhere that you receive your information, no one is talking about this. Okay. So let's start out with, like I said, I agree with McConnell. I don't agree that there should never that it should never be brought to a vote. But right now I do not believe that a quick vote is the way that needs to be handled. The job of the Senate is to debate. That is their job. It is both sides debate their their platform and what they believe and then after that debate is done and after they've conversed and gone through an aristocratic discussion and things like that, then they bring it to the floor for a vote and they vote on whatever they believe is best for the nation. Right? That, like, that is their job. Having a quick vote to please the population is not their job. Their job is to do what is best for the nation. It is the job of the House of Representatives to represent the people. It is the job of the Senate to be aristocratic and think more about the overall well-being of the nation over necessarily the overall well-being of the 
I wouldn't even say the overall well-being of the constituents. I would say it is the Senate's job to be more concerned with the well-being of the nation and less concerned with the whims of the constituency, right? Now, with that being said, it needs to be voted on. And it needs to be voted on before the end of the session, right? Like, that 100% needs to occur. I cannot disagree with that. But I do not agree with those like Bernie Sanders, demanding that it needs to be brought up today. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer saying that it needs to be brought up today. Hell, I don't even agree with the president and his backlash from it, right? Trump tweeted today, unless Republicans have a death wish, and it is also the right thing to do, they must approve the $2,000 payments ASAP. $600 is not enough. Also get rid of Section 230. Don't let big tech steal our country. And don't let the Democrats steal the president election. Get tough. I don't even agree with the president on that. I do not believe that $2,000 stimulus should just be given out all like free and willy-nilly to every single person. But I think that it needs to go to the floor for debate in the Senate. And then after that, they need to have a vote. And this is going to lead me into the thing that I wanted to talk about. That big thing, that the big problem that we're currently facing, right? And I'll be honest, I did not write any notes about this one, except for like things about Facebook posts and other social media things that I've seen. But this is a rising issue that I'm seeing all across the country. And it is this growing idea that the government should give us $2,000 regardless of any other factors, right? It is the idea that $2,000 should just be given to every American because they pay taxes. Not dependent on if they lost a job, if they were actually adversely financially like affected by the virus or whatever, right? Like things on social media, on Facebook, there was a post that said, here's your $600, peasants. And then a quote below it demanding the government give $2,000 to them. No one wants to look. No, I would say no American really is looking at the relief bill as a whole. And of all the other things that the governments gave Americans, right? So sure, they gave them $600. They also gave them eviction protection leading through the new year. An extension to unemployment benefits. Um, payroll protection loans, right? All of these things actually really, really do help Americans. The problem is that everyone just wants a direct cash payout. They want what's going to help them now. They want, they want to be greedy and they got the idea, like, because remember when the first stimulus came out, everyone was really excited about $600, right? Hell, all of us were. Hell, you're going to give me $600? Sure. But now they're like, oh, we already had $600. Now we want the government to give us more money. So here, give me $2,000. And that's the only thing that they care about. Even more so when it's not really the federal government's fault that Democrat-led cities are still shut down. It's not the federal government's fault that after being laid off of a job, you refuse to be an adult and go find another means of income. I can walk down my street in South Carolina and go by almost every single fast food restaurant or Walmart, Sam's Club, Bilo, like you name it, they have a, we're hiring side. Just people aren't willing to do that. They would much rather just sit there and mooch off the federal government instead of doing what is necessary and what rights they've been given 
to do what is necessary to take care of their family, right? And this transition that we are seeing in the American people is going to start pushing us down a very dangerous road if we do not get a grip on it. Because if we begin to accept a little bit of ideas that go against our core beliefs, the easier it is for the easier it'll be for people who wish to destroy our institutions to seep in, right? It's almost like that Trojan horse on the outside is this idea of like the government's providing you a large sum of cash stimulus and oh this is so great. Yes, come in, let me take all of this money that you're just freely giving to me. While secretly on the inside, they're sitting in those preparations for a path to eventually get to their socialist policies that they want for America, right? And I think how easy the American people are willing to just accept this and scream that they want more Benjamins and they want more money given to them is just absolutely crazy. It's crazy how easy people will say, yes, just give me money and I will stay home. How easy they will take a government handout instead of working for what they want. And that right there is the problem that our faces our country currently and is probably the most threatening thing to our democracy that I've seen in a very long time. Like, it is absolutely incredible. The just willingness, and then not only just the willingness, but the demand from the American people for the government just to give out handouts, right? This is the battle between Americans that believe in the fundamentals and of capitalism and working for what you want and those that wish to have the government give them everything that they need. And that is our problem. Never in our history has this divide been so prevalent. Never in our history has the institutions like social media, Hollywood, the news, ever perpetrated this belief. Never in our history has there been people that have been so blinded by fear and their greed that they would just give in to everything. This battle, my friends, is something that I fear may just be starting. And we are seeing the scouting missions of this war right now. How far can they push the American people? How far can they continue to push these socialistic policy ideas on the Americans until they push back? I've said this for the last week or so. The stimulus is fine. And it is, and it is even better if it is done smartly. It should not be going out to every single American. It should be given to those who were adversely affected. And I am not the only one that believes this, right? And I don't know if he's watching the show. I want to say that he got this from me because I've been saying this for weeks now, days now. So if you're watching this, Congressman Dan Crenshaw, I appreciate it, man. I look up to you. But Congressman Dan Crenshaw from Texas is under fire today from many on the left and some on the right, right? As he says that we should not be giving stimulus checks to everyone. Here he is. Now, on to the next big elephant in the room, $2,000 direct cash payments. So, as you can see from what I just said, it is not true that we were only giving Americans $600. The $600 was a direct cash payment. That would go to about 150 million people. Last time we did direct cash payments, they went out to 159 million Americans. The question is, why do you need a direct cash payment if you've never lost your job and your income has stayed the same this entire time? I would say that you don't need it. I would say that we shouldn't be spending taxpayer money on people who have not had a change in income all year. But when we talk about a direct cash payment, 
That's exactly what we're saying. We're saying that we should not only give money to those who need it, which we already are, but we should also give money to people like government workers, people who work here in the House of Representatives, people who work throughout federal government, at local and state governments. By the way, the same, a lot of the same officials who have been locking down your business. And all of this ties into a bigger issue. It ties into something that we have been talking about for a while. And it is that pesky little thing that somehow just is taking over our country. And that's the woke culture, right? So the woke culture now has its grasp, grasps on COVID relief and stimulus. And the fact that if you do not support the stimulus, then you do not care about minorities and the safety of America. If you do not support the stimulus, then you do not care about the people that have lost their jobs. And we are seeing this across every woke institution. This idea that we should just allow the government to keep Americans shut down, locked in their house without a job. Like that old statement said about women, unfortunately, barefoot and pregnant. Well, that's what the government wants Americans to be right now, right? And then demand the government pay us for being like that. Well, luckily for us, there are still a few of us willing to stand up against this oppressive agenda. And one at the forefront of that is Nikki Haley. And let me start off by saying that I was lucky enough to be a resident of South Carolina while she was the governor. And during that time, it was by far, by far the best state that I've ever lived in. She was phenomenal, right? So in a report from Fox News, former UN Ambassador Nikki Haley on Tuesday issued a tweet that said Americans should be worried about the woke left under President-elect Joe Biden, warning that the group wants to use the full force of the government to achieve its radical goals. And we knew that, guys. Like, right? Like, we knew that from the very beginning that Joe Biden is not this, like, like barrier to the woke left. Like, none of us really believe that he's going to hold back the radical left. Right? So she tweets... Liberal elites have been conquered by the woke. They demand freedom, but want to silence and control anyone who disagree with, disagrees with them. They demand equality, but want to build a new society based on discrimination. They are set on using the full force of the government to achieve their vision. The left is forcing its anti-American worldview into classrooms. It's taking over core boardrooms, pushing businesses to make decisions based on politics, and now it's best for consumers and communities. Big tech is censoring conservative voices and forcing his leftist views on society. With Biden as president, we sh should all be worried about the woke left, she warned. They will stifle free speech in the name of freedom and enact discriminatory policies in pursuit of equality and do it with a vision that has no resemblance of an American America we know and love. And all this is absolutely true, right? Like We see this everywhere. Woke logic has taken over the institutions of America by force. And they are trying to take over the politics in America by using the same institutions that they conquered to silence the people, right? Like Nikki Haley said, right? They want to stifle free speech in the name of freedom, right? Like, well, they shouldn't be saying that because that's not true. And that's going to be oppressive to people's freedom if they read that, right? Or they're going to enact discriminatory policies like that. Remember that thing that Trump like did away with in the federal government, like those racial classes that just said that pretty much because you're white, you're racist, that he did away with. Yeah, 
Those are those things, right? Enact discriminatory policies in pursuit of equality. Kamala Harris herself a few months ago let out a email, I'm sorry, not an email, an ad, where she said it's not the equality of beginnings, it's the equality of outcomes that matter. So it doesn't matter if you both have the equal opportunity to succeed. If one of you succeeds and one of you doesn't, then that is obviously a sign of um, systemic racism and, and we need to have an equality of outcomes rather than an equality of opportunities. And this is just same things that we're seeing over and over and over again. We're seeing this in our universities, inside politics, inside Hollywood, music, everywhere. It seems that you cannot turn anywhere on social media or in town, in Walmart, in the grocery store, on the street, listening to the radio. It does not matter. You are met with a litany of questions to see if you pass the litmus test of the woke culture. And if you do not, and God forbid you post something, they will attack you. They will berate you. And they will batter you and try to beat you into submission into what they believe in. And if none of that works, well, then they'll just cancel you, right? And we see this everywhere. Oh, you cannot say that because you're not black. Oh, you cannot have a belief on abortion because you're a man. Oh, you cannot disagree with homosexuality because you're a heterosexual. And if you do, you're homophobic. Oh, you support the police? Well, that's because you're racist. Wait a second, you're a black male? Oh, that means you're whitewashed. It is literally everywhere in our culture, it seems like, right? And if we do not strike back against it, it will topple us, right? If we allow that to go in and just start changing the American institutions, then it is going to topple us from the inside. And like Nikki Haley say, said, we will have an America that we do not recognize. All right, guys. So at the beginning of the show, I asked you, what effects will the $2,000 stimulus have on America? And do you think that if it's passed, will it impact the future of lawmaking in regards to social safety nets? As you've listened, tell me what you think, like I said before, guys, down in the comments. Let me know if your opinion has changed. What drives your thoughts? I'd love to hear all about it. Also, guys, big, 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 big news, right? Remember that interview I was supposed to do a few weeks ago with the New Age Republican founder and then it just fell through? Well, literally at that time, he got banned on, from Instagram and therefore he did not receive any of the information that I sent him and we could not get in contact. Well, we have fixed that issue and I'm honored to say that he will be joining us on the show this Thursday so you don't want to miss it. Him and I share some similar views and we disagree on some other things so make sure you subscribe to the channel. Make sure you subscribe to the show because you're not going to want to miss this conversation, okay? it's going. We're going to talk about everything from the election to COVID to the place where Republicans stand. And then we're also going to talk about the new era of Republicans and where we need to go moving forward. And we'll hear his thoughts on all of it. So make sure you subscribe, guys. You don't want to miss it. All right, Patriots. Well, that is it for today. I hope you enjoyed the show. Like I said before, subscribe, leave me a comment, write a review, let me know what you think. And as always, thank you all so much for listening to the Conservative Voice Show. I'll see you all tomorrow. Until then, God bless you. God bless your family. God bless America. And stay safe.